Welcome to Three Shots in a Mango Beer Podcast. I'm Trudell Lambert, and I'm with my co-host, my mom, Jessica Lambert. As always, our laid-back podcast dives into real talks about all things life. We don't choose our fate, though. A fortune cookie does. So without further ado, let's draw today's topic. Okay. Let's see. Wait, I'm drawing the topic. Are you pick it or? I am. <laughs> These things can't be rushed. This is fate after all. Fate takes time. What do you want to be when you grow up? When is it time to stop dreaming? Jeez. What kind of a question is this? I think grandma snuck into our house. Right, jeez. <laughs> It's written in pencil, so I feel like you wrote it. It's definitely not me. I don't write that way. You write that way. I wrote this? Yeah. Wow. I mean, the fortune cookie wrote this? <laughs> Dude, I think Grandma snuck in and wrote this one. <laughs> well, okay. So, what's this is a two-part question. What do you want to be when you grow up? I guess that's a proverbial, yeah. since this is an adult show, and we have adult viewers for the most part, our listeners. Uh, proverbial grow up and when is it time to stop dreaming I think if you stop dreaming you're kind of dead at that point even if you achieve all you want there's nothing else you want to go do you want to go okay now let's say you made it big you have millions of dollars you don't want to travel you don't want to collect anything you don't want to help others help sure that too (laughs) 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 yeah that was coming up eventually (laughs) But, um, yeah, there should always be something next, I think, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the idea of a dream, it's, it's, it's like, uh, the pursuit of happiness. I guess, you know, there's this kind of paradox in life. Like you do need to always find a way to be happy where you are. And at the same time, be a be chasing more, and and more is good. I mean, I don't know. I I maybe the type of people that we are. I feel like I always need more. <laughs> I always want more. Um, but I'm also, you know, I I mean, for me, I feel like I started in the hole. You know, like literally started in the hole. I started with a, you know, a family that had a lot of issues and um, poor and in the hood and. So a ton of challenges. And so I feel like obviously I needed a dream even to get as far as I've gotten in life. If I didn't have a dream, I wouldn't have come out of the hood. I wouldn't have maybe tried to break some generational curses and actually break some generational curses and actually change um, our family dynamic for us, for our new branch. You know what I mean? So I think dreams are very, very important. And I think that it's important not... When is it, when should, what's a, when should you stop chasing your dreams or when is it time to stop? I think never because your dream is probably what God put inside of you. It's probably your gift. It's probably the thing inside of you that makes you tick that you're excited about. So why would you stop? Why would you stop wanting that? I feel like society can be a little bit of a, um, soul eaters you know trying to push us into to 
yes, there's, 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 there's practical life and economics and supply and demand and all of those good things, but we create supply and we create demand, right? So, I mean, before anybody knew who Drake was, there wasn't a demand for Drake. And then Drake came and created a demand and now there's a demand, right? Mm -hmm. Before there was, um, I don't know, gluten-free. <laughs> I don't remember growing well, up seeing that everywhere. The, the Drake um, comparison, I don't know if that works because people always want good music. I yeah, feel but do like they want Drake? Before there was the light bulb, people didn't want the light bulb. But did they want like... Drake? Did they want Drake? They might have wanted. Of course, they wanted light. They used fire. Yeah. So it is the same comparison. But they just didn't know they wanted a light bulb. But they knew they wanted light. Mm -hmm. So you're saying they knew they wanted good music, and I'm saying, but did they know they wanted Drake? In this situation, Drake is the light bulb. Yeah, I. I guess that's. But like, how would you? No, I I feel like if you were to make that comparison, it has to be something that wasn't there at all before. He wasn't. He wasn't, but music was. Rap and, was, and, hip hop was, pop music was. Yeah, and light bulbs weren't there, but fire was. Mm -hmm. I know, maybe that wasn't the, the greatest example either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're not talking about inventing things. Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking about creating demand. So, okay... Was there a demand to, to order books online or all things online until Amazon? No, but it, I mean, conceivably, did we want convenience? Uh, yeah, we've always wanted convenience. So that's what innovation is. It's coming up with, but even like, was there a demand for a pet rock? Like we talked about no, this No, that's a good example. And then he people seen it and they're like, oh, I want that. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> that yeah. looks, that looks I don't like know why, but I want it. And that's the power of marketing, right? Mm -hmm. um, which I talk about in my One Minute Mentor um, on Platinum Indie. I talk about the power of marketing. People really think that um, putting everything into, like, if you have 24 hours a day, spending 20 hours a day on your, let's say, music, you know, makes sense and to a degree. But you need... If you don't have a marketing engine behind you, uh, people go for an okay artist with great marketing more than they go for an amazing artist with no marketing. They don't even know about the amazing artist because there's no marketing, mm -hmm. right? And that's what people don't understand. So yeah, creating a demand is important, but um, so yeah, don't, don't, don't stop chasing your dreams. I guess, in fact, I think that the tragedy is not chasing them at all. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I've met people who love being in the service industry or who love being a personal support worker or being in retail. And that is somebody, somebody loves that. Mm -hmm. People, there are people that that's what they like to do. And that's just not what I like to do. Mm -hmm. And that's totally cool. I feel like God made us very, very different. There are people that read the things I write and go, oh, wow. I could never write that because that's just not your gift. You can do something else that I can't do. Mm -hmm. Right? And I look at people who are organized like, holy moly, like, wow, you're you're born to organize. That's what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, hmm. What do you, what's the other part of it? What do you want to be when you grow up? 
um, well, when I grow up, what, what does that mean? Yeah, like, well, I feel like we're always growing time. up. No, like, I, 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 I wouldn't mind being like a king. <laughs> Kingdom come. That could be fun. <laughs> yeah. I... But like in all seriousness, just a creator. I'm a creator right now. So uh, writing and illustration, um, anything to do with that. And I want to be the best creator I can be. Right? Yeah. In the vein of like um, Akira Toriyama or uh, I have a lot of anime influences. Rocky, the a bunch of creators that have done awesome stuff. And you know if you see the work that's that was created by that guy. Right? And what were the names you said? You have to slow down. Not everybody knows these names. Including the myself. creator of Dragon Ball Z and the creator of um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Oh, okay. See, I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Continue. Um, but, yeah, because when it comes to, like, I also love comics, but when it comes to Superman, 90% of the people don't know who created that, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's all good and well. But I'd rather be... Like, oh, that, I, I know that property. That's, Trudell created that, right? Yeah. Rather than, yeah, they have longevity, these characters, but unless you're a real fan, you don't know who uh, created. So. so why do you think people know who created Spider-Man, but they don't know who created Superman? Um, so it's Stanley that created Spider-Man. I know But that. I was going to say it's a Marvel, it might be a Marvel versus DC thing, but there's a lot of things... Stanley took credit for that maybe wasn't a hundred percent his, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it happened. Um, so I just specifically with Spider Man, I think it's different. Um, the person who created Superman, I think, is Joe. See, I forget his name, I'm, which I'm a super fan, I shouldn't, but um, we'll have it next episode, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he kind of got screwed over. Um, but so did a lot of people in the comic industry in the early days in general, whether that be artists, writers, they just kind of got taken advantage of, which is unfortunate. Okay. So they, they didn't like hype up the artists because they were busy screwing them. So they were making it far more about the character, which they were able to monetize and not the artist, which they were trying to rock. Yeah. Sometimes the artist, sometimes the artist's name wasn't even on the book, which is like crazy because Honestly, I get comics mostly for the art sometimes. And yeah. then obviously the story is very important or else it's nothing. But um, the art is equally, if not greater, mm-hmm. in my I opinion. I agree. Yeah, Anyways. Yeah. And that's me being both. No, right? character so. development is everything. Mm-hmm. Character and storyline story is why we fell in love. And what they look like and how, how cool they are. That's all the image yeah like how cool they are is pretty much the image that that wow factor okay yeah so for me i I think the question is like when when we grow up so you're always growing up like i think if you're a hundred and you're alive you're growing up right like if if we're done working we're we're done living like a lot of people say that right and work doesn't have to be your traditional in fact it probably in this economy shouldn't be necessarily i mean there's a place for that for some people but if we're talking passion work like you should never stop and yeah there's always things like i have so many things 
I have to force myself to focus. I have to force myself. But I guess when I grow up, I want to be, I want to be a very well-known writer. Um, I would like my poems, you know, I don't know. And I'm, I, I'm in awe of Maya Angelou because she's such a beautiful uh, writer and, and poet, but she also marketed it. She also was known for it. She also was invited places to do this. And for example, I came out with my poem, Black History. And I, I feel like it didn't, I'm going to be real. I feel like it hasn't gotten the fanfare it deserves. In fact, I should probably push it again, push it more. In fact, in February, I think I'm just going to post it every single day. In fact, yeah. But, but like, I mean, Black History is every day. But Becoming Black History is such a very, very important poem. I think it makes people uncomfortable because it celebrates black men. And maybe we're not, you know, maybe we're not living in a society that is celebrating black men enough, right? So therefore, my poem uh, isn't isn't getting what it deserves, but I know it's changed lives. I've heard from people that, that have said it's changed lives, and I think part of what I want to be when I grow up is a life changer. Like, I just want to keep changing lives, but on a, on a much grander scale, and through if it can happen through poetry, fantastic. Uh, but that's just part of it. Talk shows like this, we are doing my dream. This, ah, uh, creating a podcast with my son, working with my son. Like, this is my dream. I love you so much. Love you too. Yeah, like, this is my dream. And, like, when you, like, like us writing those children books together and you illustrating them, big dream. Big, big dream. I know we got more coming. So I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, really just probably life coaching for, for artists and celebrities is huge for me. Um, just helping people to avoid missteps, um, even helping people who are coming up, just, uh, a little bit of a, you know, I, it was just so like, for me, on one hand, it was so hard coming up, trying to figure out when you're coming from somewhere like the hood, especially like, I don't just talk to people who come from the hood, but I do have a soft spot. You know what I mean? I do have a soft spot for people who have, who have certain struggles I can identify with, obviously. And it, I just remember, like, it, it just felt so confusing. And I just felt so clueless when I dreamed. Because when I looked around me, nobody was... It didn't look like anyone had dreams. If they had them, they were keeping them to themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do you remember well, seeing a lot of dreams? I mean, you grew up in a, in a different hood. Where they actually did have, I would say that I saw more dreams. And even when I got older, I saw more dreams. I think that's, there's also a weird culture there where as much as you want to hype people up, you also don't want people doing too much better than you. So if you have a big dream, some people might just end up hating, Mm. right? And Mm. if you're not following the culture there in that Mm. community and you're trying to do your own thing that's also a thing that people will hate on Mm. but i mean yes and no because i mean there were people doing there were people doing their thing Mm -hmm. definitely and i feel like the community to some degree rallied around them Mm -hmm. so i don't actually agree with your comment i i don't know maybe not so much i know it happens though Right? And that's why some people are just 
quiet about yeah, their dreams. Exactly. Well, I would say more. So, I've experienced that. Yeah. I've experienced people who genuinely are not happy for advances I make in life. And I have learned to keep my dreams to the people who I know are definite supporters. Right. Because the energy that people push when they're supporting or the energy that people push when they're hating, both are energy. Energy has an impact on life. So I, I don't think people under... I think they say you like keep your enemies closer or your haters closer. That's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. Do not do that. I don't care. I'm going to go against well, the grain. To, it's to keep an eye on them. No. Yeah, no, no. No, you don't want to keep an eye on them. <laughs> you don't want them anywhere near you. Because if you're keeping an eye on them, they can keep an eye on you. Yeah. Right? And well, so no, that's I agree a toxic with what you're saying. But yeah. yeah. No, I know, but it's I just I'm just here to squash that concept right now. No, don't do it. It's bullshit. I'm just saying it out there. If kids are listening, well, you know what? You just got a dose of reality. Well, I don't think does anyone actually practice that though? Yeah, in in the hood, you don't think that like you chill with your haters and you know it? Oh well, yeah, yeah. Right. So like, and even in life, like I've seen like, you know, I don't want to call no one out, but I've seen people close to me. Even when we launched our first book, mm-hmm. not be happy for me. Literally cuss me. Mm-hmm. How are you cussing me for doing something that I always dreamed of? Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, people are not in, always in your life, your whole life. I had books in my elementary school that were laminated and had like little cards for people to take out or whatever. Like I am an innovative person from day. So <laughs> you can't be mad at me for being me. But if you are mad at me for being me, you're probably not someone that should be around me since me being me is such a problem for you. Right. You know what I mean? Those are dream squashers, dream suckers. And if you're a dreamer, you do not need to be around a dream sucker. Right? Or negative energy. Sheesh. People who don't believe in it. People who tell you, nah, you can't do it. Then you catch them doing it. Oh my. Even buying a house. You know how many people said don't buy a house that went and bought a house? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm a realtor now, so I'm not listening to anyone but myself. But, yeah, back then, back in the day, it's just like, it's madness. Like, you got to, yeah, you got to have your own dreams. But I just know that it took me a long time to learn how to dream. And then it took me a longer time to give myself the permission to, to dream my authentic dreams. Meaning, I always knew I wanted to be, a, like, a poet. I'd bring you to poetry slams and stuff. I always right. knew... I well, I didn't want to be a poet. I was a poet. I was performing. I was I was I was writing. I was I just was kind of not putting it out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I I've, I've been doing that forever, like since childhood. And I've been a short story writer forever, forever. I know this about myself. I write raps. I write songs. I've always written songs. Those songwriting contests when I was like eight years old, right? So. And talking, talk show host, hello, I obviously talk too much right now, I don't even hear you saying anything. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, I got dreams, I got dreams and I'm not stopping. And I think being unapologetic about them is, is, is really, really important, honing in on them and not even calling them unrealistic. And it says, when is it time to stop dreaming? It gives the idea that it's not realistic. Right. Just because you haven't got there yet doesn't mean you won't get there. Exactly. 
Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, and you keep on pushing if it's a if it's actually something you want to do, right? Um, I feel like if you straight up quit mm. at the end of the day, was it something you really wanted to do? Because mm. you, I don't, I no matter what circumstances come, I'm going to create. I'm gonna make stories, right? Mm. That's and that's the main thing. I intend to do so Mm. yeah no that's part of you and drawing art that's been a part of your whole life just like I can say about writing like you can say that about art you know I remember that wall that we had with all your pictures on it when you were little and I remember my friend coming over being like don't you want to take these down don't you want to put them in an album nah bro I want to walk in and see my son's art everywhere and that's how I feel about life I want to go through life seeing your art everywhere. Right. And I believe in you so, so much. You're a dope-ass artist. And you're, <laughs> honestly, I'm not going to say you're a better storyteller than I am because that wouldn't be nice to me. But I think you, it's different. We yeah. have different styles. I'm more like, ooh, fantasy and magic. And you're like, oh, real life. Right? I don't just um, write real life. But, like, I think yours is tied closer to real yeah, life. And mine is more like, ooh, look yeah. at this. Right. Yeah. I'll write a story about someone named Jess or Jesse, not just Jessica. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Mine is, li- if it's not real life, it's real life adjacent or it's more inspired by real life, whereas yours is definitely out there. But then you come up with these things that make me go, wow, like, my son's so brilliant and creative and really intelligent and my son so i must have did a dope ass job (laughs) um but yeah i love your writing style i love reading your stories thank you yeah 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 for sure for sure remember that comic that one shot that you did um and it was really funny because they wanted like camel man yeah. yeah he had like auditioned and like they didn't accept him and then they needed him in the end and that was it was just small but it was so hilarious and cute like it was just i love that story that's probably one of my favorite um of the of the one shots that yeah. you've done this is my favorite of the one shots yeah yeah so that's dope so like yeah that gives me joy to know that you're doing what you want to do when you grow up type of thing. And then they're just degrees. I think that's what it comes down to as well, like degrees, right? Like even in artistry, like music, a lot of people think, oh, I have to be rich. I have to be famous. I have to, you, if you love just the craft of music, you can be working for a film production company and do commissioned music that times to, you know, for synchronization, basically. Um, yeah, and you can make a good living doing that, right? Um, if if music is just you could, there's many different ways you can be a musician. You can have a small following and, and and have like a small loyal following and make a good living, right? If you're making eighty thousand a year with a small loyal follow, following, some merch stuff like that, you're making what somebody goes to the office and nine to five and makes, but you yeah, love what you're doing, love, yeah. yeah. Right. And that, that's how I feel like if I'm creating things, um, stories or 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 um, hosting podcasts, interviewing, helping people, you know, providing um, doing like uh, strap plans, because I love that because it really is like a plan to put people on track for their life or doing um, 
you know, just like success coaching. I really enjoy that too. Um, even in a podcast format or however, right? If I'm using entertainment and helping people or I'm writing stories or songs, things along that line, I'm happy. I'm just like, I'm so happy. It's beautiful. The only thing that could be better is if you paid me to go to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. But, you know, God said that's not a career, Jessica, because he gave me ears that hurt if I go underwater too long. But other than that, I love being in the pool, man. That's one thing about this pandemic I probably miss the most. Like, yeah, I do miss people, but I really miss the pool. <laughs> yeah, the pool's nice. I miss the gym for sure. Movie theaters. Oh my gosh. I am starting to miss theaters. I am. I am. They came out with this uh, Be- Beatles biopic. Disney came out with a Be- Beatles biopic, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I love the Beatles, so I definitely want to see the the biopic. And I can see it on um, Disney Plus, which we have, right? Yeah, we have that. Yeah. Okay, you have to teach me to log in. Oh, yeah, figure it out. (laughs) But yeah, like, I can see it on Disney Plus, and I will, but I would rather see it on a big screen with you and some popcorn or even Grandma. I think Grandma would really like that, too. The Eternals came out. I want to go see that. And um, Spider-Man's coming out soon. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, when I grow up, I want to live in a world where there's no more COVID or COVID-related <laughs> restrictions. Yes. You know, that like that, where we could just be healthy and um, where you don't like feel like you have to protect yourself from every person passing. That's whack, man. I don't know why Disney Plus doesn't let you buy the movie it's like on the app. Yeah. Because it's like there, it's Disney. Why? Movie. <laughs> What are we going to do? Get a projector and screen what, what wall can we put it on? <laughs> I would I would watch it in my uh, in my room. I have a big enough TV, right? Uh, but, yeah, um, but, oh, we have to watch it on our laptop? Well, it's compute. Well, no, I could set it put up it on to the Roku, the, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's have a movie. No, 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 no. But I don't know. They don't let you do that, is what I'm saying. Right? I like, can't watch it on the Roku? N- no, they don't. <laughs> What I was saying was, I don't know why, because this whole pandemic thing is going on, they don't release the movies there as well, for the same price or more. Release it where? On Disney+. Plus. So how are we going to... Oh! We're not! We can't! (laughs) Jeez. Oh no, the world's going to know how brilliant I am. Alrighty, alrighty, I get it, I get it, I get it. I know, it. they're making a lot of, the dude want to try to fight, but a pirate. I'm not going to. No, but no. Like... No, wanting and doing is different. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's real. So, I get it. You're saying there's a lot of movies that have come out that are not on any platform, on any on-demand platform. And you have to wait a few months to actually watch it because mm, everything's it. closed down or there are restrictions. Yeah, that's whack. Yeah. Or keep the, the drive-in theaters open longer. Like, that's whack too. Like, and I mean, that's making me want to move to a to a place like that's warm most of the time, which may happen anyway at some point. But like, <laughs> second home in America. Shit. Yeah, go to America, watch some drive-in movies and come back to Canada. Or just regular theater movies because I don't think they have restrictions <laughs> there. They have restrictions. They have restrictions. Of course they do. Maybe. Some are very strict. It depends where you are. Well, again, yeah, no, we're not going to New York. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there's not going to California. 
I'm oh, going. I just want to go to like Florida. Yeah, I know. You keep saying it. Yeah. I think this is the toss-up. Are we going to end up with a home in Georgia, like Atlanta or Florida? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Florida or Atlanta? Yeah, we'll see. But we'll see. I like. Let's the, see who uh... throws us more business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Atlanta is really attra- attractive. Mm, sorry, I need some water. I like. I... Flo- no, go on. No, you. Oh, beaches and <laughs> That's great-looking <true>. people. <laughs> That's true too. Um, but Atlanta is, you know, black Hollywood. And I've never met and seen more successful black people in my life than when I go to Atlanta. And it's inspiring to me. And it always has been. And it's the home of trap music. For God's sakes, they have a trap music museum. And, and I haven't been back to Atlanta in a while. So I have to go check that out. I mean, they got the Meagles, they got TI. Yes, Tyler Perry Studios is there. You could you're maybe do some concept design. Possibly. But mm. most of the things you're talking about aren't things that you'll see on a daily basis. Lotto's right? there. I know, I know. But what I'm trying to say is hip-hop is like Atlanta's running the hip-hop game right now. Let's be real. Oh, nobody get mad at me. Okay? I love you too. But I'm just saying Atlanta's I pumping out like, some good stuff. I feel like the idea... I don't know if this is true. But I feel like the idea of hubs might be dying like of oh for sure that, i think yeah. you're right i think you're right i don't think there's there's like no especially after the pandemic like decentralized right, exactly. we would not be living where we're living if there was no pandemic yeah that's definitely we true. never would have moved out here this is like nowhere compared to the people that we know and whatever but we were like ah shit we can't see them anyway <laughs> <laughs> so guess it's you and me let's roll you know exactly. what i mean yeah yeah, but then there's so much peace. I love it in a way because there's a lot of like we get to, we've created more being here than we have ever being where we were. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of peace. I mean, it's also a nicer environment and yeah, a way better healthier environment. environment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of peace in um, and kind of having a little bit of uh, room, I guess, space, right? Not just always like ducking out to go here or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah no i think when i grow up i definitely need a home here and america it's always been a dream right here america and the caribbean mm-hmm. right now nobody make fun of me like oh when she grows up she guys has a grown-ass son because i'm <laughs> saying we all grow up all the time we're all improving yeah right so yeah. yeah. You gotta progress to live, right? So you have to be adaptable, progressive, heal. Cause trauma happens all the time. If we were out there getting cuts and they were never healing, like was that death by a thousand cuts? Like once you hit a thousand, you're gone. Like so, why are emotional scars any different? We need to always be working on those too. I know you don't talk about those things. Why don't you? Not is it because you're a guy? As I talked about that stuff with your sister all the time. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah? What? It's because you're a guy? Possibly. I don't know. But also could do with my attitude. Right? Which is kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, whatever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But is it like, is there stuff deep down? And then you're just saying whatever? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Really? Aww. <laughs> Jeez. What? Nothing. 
I love you. Yeah, I know I love you too. But like your sister will call me like whenever. Could be once a week, a couple times a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she'll just like cry and tell me stuff. Yeah, I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, because her and I, I'll call her too and do that. But I'll do that with you. Mm-hmm. Like not once a week. Probably more. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, well, I, yeah, but girls are, I guess girls are like, they, I guess we deal with our emotions more outwardly, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, hmm, I mean, if I have a problem, I go internal. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" Right, and then I'll fix it because I'll fix it myself. It's my problem, right? Who better to fix it than me? Wow, you're so healthy. <laughs> That's such a great attitude. Of course, you have to still be able to ask for help, though. Sure. But you're right. You, I'm very lucky because you you certainly don't blame your problems on anyone. No. And. I don't think you like you don't have a tremendous amount of problems from what I could tell. Yeah. You keep a pretty like chill life. Yeah, I try to. Yeah. I don't think I have a tremendous I have things I need to overcome though for sure. Like I have it, my, that's my mistake though. I I carried stuff around like in a backpack for years that I should have just like dumped off at the first fucking sorry guys. Garbage can I saw. You know what I'm saying? Like, I should have been like, ah, get out my backpack. Like, why do I even have this back? You know what? The whole thing's going in there. Zoom. Like, I should have did that. I would have been so free and, like, so much further. Right? But I just had to carry everything because I was like, no, but what about... Right. And it's like, nah, what about nothing? So, I think your attitude's starting to rub off on me. <laughs> okay, that's good. It only took many, many years. Um... Yeah, so maybe that's part of it. Maybe maybe slaying some of my age-old dragons is part of what I want to, you know, have when I grow up. It's just like, those things are not a thing anymore. Those are overcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dope, dope. Well, I think we know what we want to be. Um, are we going to... Is it jingle time? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do a jingle. And then we'll, why don't we do a, a, another topic for the second half? Sure. Okie dokie. Sounds awesome. I love you though. For the record, you can talk to me anytime, okay? I don't know. Oh, good. Glad you know. All right. So, well, it's that time in today's episode of Three Shots and a Mango Beer when. Oh, it's that time for Freestyle Jingle. Sorry, guys, I went off script. It's that time for Freestyle Jingle. It's a battle between mom, me, and son. Okay, here are the rules. One topic will be taken from the fortune cookie. Both mom and son will attempt to sell you the topic with a freestyle. Get that? We're trying to sell it. It's a, it's like an ad, but it's like a freestyle jingle ad type of idea. Then you, the listener, will decide who wins by voting for one, the one you like best in the comments. So just comment below. You could say mom or Jessica or son or Trudell. And we'll know who you mean. Um, the votes are tallied and will be announced. We're kind of just, you know, I think we've come to the conclusion that at the end of every like three months worth of episodes or so, we'll kind of say, okay, this quarter is the winner. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Or is it so. like a one time, like a yearly? We have a to quarter, figure this out. Either not, six, I think it's either it six months episode. or 
a year six months or a year yeah one of the two well the, i like six months be. okay because that way if i lost in the first six months i have a chance to come back and win and in the next six months i like mm -hmm. that okay. right or if i win then i can win again <laughs> all right okay so every six months but yeah comment below we're gonna be tallying it up and because we don't know you know when you're hearing this it'll give lots of opportunity for um for us to uh tally it yeah, shoot uh, even after it's... that six months we might do like a just best of all time so always keep your comments coming you know mm -hmm. all right, all right and if good. there's some topics you want us to cover what no go on <laughs> then like put those in the comments too that's all i'm saying i'm talking to, to our people okay <laughs> all right let me let my kiss let my son talk all right uh no let's just uh, start the jingle here's the topic okie dokie um looks like you're writing a dry erase marker that will never erase oh my god oh okay <laughs> Okay, so the topic is a dry erase marker. So for those who don't know that, wow, it's a dry erase marker, not even a brush, a marker that will never erase. Yeah. Okay, so is that not a regular marker? <laughs> it's a permanent marker, but that's not how we, we have to market it as a dry erase marker. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, I got it. I got it. So yeah, so if you guys don't know, it's that whiteboard and you write, you write on it. And then you wipe it, and then it comes off. Except for this time, when you wipe it, it doesn't come off. All right, who's going first? I can go first. Oh man, you're gonna steal my idea. Possibly. Ah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Have you ever had something so important in your schedule that you know you have to do it every day? That you know it can never go away? Well, I have something for you. On your whiteboard, we have a marker that will keep that thing there forever. <laughs> Wipe away all the stuff you don't need, but it will remain. This is the dry erase marker that will never erase. By now, <laughs> two installments of $9.99. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. I might. I don't know how that was a jingle. <laughs> it was an ad. But that's okay. Don't you know you what? I think we now? can be a little fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can be a little fast and loose with it. We can, we can do ads too. It's okay. We could do freestyles, jingles, ads. It's whatever. Just make sure the person buys it. Right. I think that was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Actually, you did steal my idea. So now I'm like a little bit. I'm stalling for time while I think of a next one. Um, hmm. But that was good. So let me think for a second. Sorry, guys. Um, hmm. Okay, a dry erase marker that doesn't erase. All right. Do you know that appointment that meant so much to you? Your assistant wrote it down, but she didn't have a clue. Your life depended on it. You needed a new heart. You could have had a new beginning. You could have had a new start but you had a regular dry eraser, one that just went away. And now, unfortunately, you're gone away. You could have had a happy day, but now you're really sad and your assistant feels really, really bad. Next time, get a marker that doesn't just erase. 
get the permanent dry erase marker and avoid life-threatening mistakes. There. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least I did a freestyle, not an ad. I feel like I followed the rules. And I mean, shit, you should really pick up one of those just in case. <laughs> Oh my. So what, you're not going to compliment me? Yeah, Mike? no, that was, <laughs> that was interesting. That was definitely a, an ad. A, a hard sell? Yeah. <laughs> like scary. <laughs> it's life or death, you need it. Hey, we talked about creating demand. There were people all over the place that are like, oh shit, you know what? I don't want this appointment erased. <laughs> Make sure you use the permanent dry erase for this. <laughs> okay. Well, you have it, guys. Go ahead. Comment. Vote. We clowns. But it's all good. It's all love up in here. We're just having fun, you know? We're not expecting this to hit the billboards just yet. Uh, okay. Let's choose our second topic for the rest of the podcast. Let's see what we're talking about. Alrighty. Let's talk about... First job. Oh, shit. Are we going to have the same story? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first job. Let's do it. That's fun. Um, well, I, well, I guess I have two. Um, one is I was like a, a, like a mailman? What, like a paper in newspaper? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... I, I, I like built and handed out the newspapers. I um, forgot you had that job. Yeah, it was horrible. It was the yeah, worst you're a job. News, you're a paper boy. Yeah, paper boy, exactly. Yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> and I remember I worked for weeks. Uh, I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, oh there's a... <laughs> I worked for weeks and it was, it felt like all the time. <laughs> For context, I was like 12, maybe 11, 10. I was around, I was yeah, 10, 11, 12 around there. Yeah, we just went to Aurora, so yeah. And then um, it was all like, oh, yeah, we'll put it in your bank account. And after weeks, I looked and there was like 54 cents in my I bank it account. Was 39. <laughs> or 39. It was low. It was you, you, you didn't tell me you were balling. You were hiding those extra few cents. <laughs> So I um so, I don't know and it was a lot happened. of work. They made you build them, like you had to pack them all together and they gave you a <laughs> bunch of rubber bands, you had to tie them together, and then you had to walk down this big ass street, like all the way down and all the way back. And I don't know where I was I I don't know where I was I was like, should should I have been asking for money now that I'm looking back like from the people? Or were they supposed to give me money? I don't know. Why do I only get 54 cents for like a month and a bit of work? But um I called them and said, This is too time consuming. I really gotta focus on my studies out here in grade five. <laughs> That's how you quit people. Yeah. Focus on your studies. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know what I I was flabbergasted because I remember that and I don't know why you got paid so low. No, you were not supposed to get paid from people because I had that same job. 
my first job was also, I guess if we're going first, first, first job, yeah, I think my first job was, I, th I had two first jobs at the same time, really. Actually, I got them kind of at the same time, but yeah, I, I think Paper Root was my very first job because I remember my grandma being so excited for me. And it's exactly what you had. It was putting together flyers. I was blessed because my grandma helped me put together the flyers. And then when I was sick, Tim would have to deliver it, which I always like, yeah, I really liked that. And if Tim wasn't home, grandma would deliver it. But I do remember that like Randy would laugh at me <laughs> for delivering it because he had it before me, but never delivered it. And I think he had it for like three years and never had to deliver. And like, don't quote me on how long, but like, yeah. So I was a good girl. I delivered it. But, and I made money. I did make money. I, I, I liked, I don't know, I, I didn't like it. I'm not going to lie and say like, oh yeah, it was poppin'. No, I was okay. Like, I liked the money. And they gave me presents too. Like, if you did like your whole route and stuff, like every month, then you'd get a gift. And so you know how much I love surprises. It's a thing for me, listeners. I love surprise, like good surprise, like presents. <laughs> I like presents, not bad surprises, right? So yeah, okay. So that was my first get, my first. Um, but the other thing was uh, shoveling snow for old people, and they would tip, and it was like this, like elderly, like they would like at my school, they would connect like kids with elderly people and give us like a certain amount of people that we had to go shovel their snow. And then I think they paid us whatever, right? So every time the snow fell. But some winters, yo, there'd be no snow. And you'd just be like, man, I need more money than this. <laughs> What's going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I never had to shovel snow, which I'm happy about. I don't love the cold. Well, um, you got to do it now. Well, no, I've shoveled snow, but oh, not yeah. for money. No. Right? Yeah. Um, but my the second one I was saying was um like the the real first job mm -hmm. was Chuck E Cheese. Yeah. I worked in Chuck E Cheese. <laughs> I worked in the back, made pizzas. I was also the mouse sometimes. I can't believe they let you be the mouse. <laughs> when I was at Chuck E Cheese, they would never let me be the mouse. They said I'm too tall. And then one time I finally got to be the mouse, and all the kids ran around away from me <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is a monster. No, every uh, no that everyone that bunch of kids like hugging me and stuff. I'm like, oh, all right, <laughs> get off. I had kids kicking me. You were no, in a different community yeah, though. Like exactly. we lived in the white suburbs with you. Yeah, and I was in the hood. Kids were like, drop kick Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I'll remember this one time. That was hilarious. That this kid was having his birthday there. And I was bringing out the pizzas, and he was like, F this and F that, actually, actually saying the word. Wow. Um, and then uh, the mom looked right at me, and she's like, kids, am I right? <laughs> You're like, nah, bruh, your kid, your kid. <laughs> Not all kids, your kid. Yeah. Kids are wild sometimes. <laughs> That's funny. I love that we have had some of the same jobs. It just, I don't know, makes the joke so real, you know, like we get it. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, but now nah, my friend used to actually be the mouse all the time. She was really cute, short little girl. And they used to like, yeah, they, they, they mad, they used to kick her. They used to pull her tail. They used to try to hit <laughs> off her head. She hated it. Like she was just like, like they really, those, some of those kids lean in, they go hard. <laughs> and then, but now nah, I had the job of like concession. 
like where you like they bring you your tickets and you give them gifts but like oh my heart so i never make money because those cute little kids would come and then like the ones that were like you could tell they're privileged i didn't care yeah. but like the ones that like came from like the same place i come from like yeah. I, like you know i don't know them but like i know we i know we know you know we know so i, I i'd be like how many tickets for that up there Oh, uh, that's, that's either, you know, f 500 tickets or $5. <laughs> and it's like, I have uh, three tickets. <laughs> yeah. And I'd I, be like, here, I I'd take out my five bucks. I'd be like, yeah, man, here you go. I did the same thing. Not that much money, but um, there's, it was an age cutoff too. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, you don't have enough tickets. Go play games. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, if a little, little kid comes up and yeah. It was two tickets. It was like, ah, well, fine. It's only 25 cents or 50 cents. We'll just put that to the side. Here you go, kid. I know. Right. Oh. And, but you know what I liked? I liked the pizza and the pop. The pizza? I... Like the little mini personal pizzas? Yeah. So I got to... Um, there was unlimited pop. Just, ah, as as you want. <laughs> Which, no, it wasn't good because I had a lot of pop. And you know me. Especially back in the day. I mixed all the flavors. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I remember bringing you to Atlanta's Coke Factory. Holy. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever mixed every flavor except for you. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, and... The pizzas, yeah, sometimes they would be, like, the pizzas are supposed to be half off. Yeah. And sometimes it would be like, make yourself a pizza. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> just Score. go on. With, like, a good size, like, medium pizza. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad. I liked when you brought pizza home, too. That was good. Yeah. I mean, where's Chuck E. Cheese around here? I'm, I'm, I'm Now I have a craving. Like, I think I'm going to go to Chuck E. Cheese's. The one I worked at shut down. They, they couldn't handle it once I left. And, uh, <laughs> that's what you're going with. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. That's funny. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I see Chuck E. Cheese. Like, there's one by uh, Vaughn. Vaughn Vaughn. Right? Yeah, that'd probably but be like, like the one I grew up with. Yeah, probably. I know. There's one. There's but, one. There's still the one I grew up with is still there. Yeah, and I think that'll be there forever. I think there's one on the way, like if you know the other highway, mm -hmm. on the way to Toronto. Mm -hmm. I think there's one on the way there, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know. There's not many left. It's like Toys R Us. Most of them shut down. I think. Hmm. They're probably just in America. It's an American company. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. I think it's in America. I don't know. But my sec, my real, real job, much like you, my real, real first job, do you remember what it is? Pizza Hut? No. I still work there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pizza Hut wasn't my first job. And I know that because I used to bring people from my first job to Pizza Hut when I worked there. Um, no, they never fired me. They just never put me back on the schedule of Pizza Hut. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was like, I don't even know, like 16 working at Pizza Hut. And I, I still technically think I work there. I should go collect a, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I want a shift. Can I pick one up? Um, but no, no, Metro Housing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, doing like Parks and Recreation in the hood. Yeah, that was it. And that, I love it. I loved it so much. Honestly, it might still be my favorite job that I ever had in the whole wide world. I got to basically... And it's awesome because they hired me before I was technically the age that they hire to be like an assistant. 
And then that's just like setting up the rec room, um, you know, putting out supplies, like playing with kids that are just my age or some more my age, some more a little older, some more a little younger, like just like, and just making sure like there's order. And then, you know, going on trips and whatever. And then after I became what they call programmer, which is like not the supervisor, but not the assistant, like there's three levels. So now you have an assistant and you report to the supervisor and, but you're still all on site. And then I became programmer by that, like, so if I started in summer, by fall I was programmer. And then I just had a supervisor. And then the next summer I was already supervisor. I, I started off a programmer and within a couple months I was supervisor. And so then after that, I just ran the show for like years and years. And then I became program area supervisor, which meant like everything east of young type of thing. So anyway, all it just meant was I, I really got to help a lot of youth and a lot of kids, which I love to do. And it was just cool, like put on talent shows and take them on trips. And yeah, okay, of course I would spend my money or whatever, but I built some of my best, like some really good relationships while doing that and I really cared about the people that I was working with and I could see the difference I was making and I got to program plan which taught me so many skills. I got to fundraise which taught me so many skills. I got to um, do outreach to parents. Like I just got to do a lot of things. I got to help a lot of people get jobs, start businesses. It just became the foundation of really I think who I am in a way, especially professionally. And I did a ton in entertainment because there was obviously a connection between the hood and basketball and the hood and entertainment. And so we did a lot in entertainment development too. So yeah, it was dope. I loved it. It was a really, really dope first job. That's good. Yeah. Sounds like it for sure. Yeah. And I'll always, always appreciate Jennifer Murdoch. That was her name. She discovered me because I was volunteering. I, I had like started my own reading circle in my area where I would like read to kids and I would take my own books and read to kids and help them learn how to read. And then she was like, who's this like little 13 year old girl who wants to teach all the kids in the community to read? And she's like, yeah, we need to hire her. She's epic. And yeah, I loved it. It was awesome. It was awesome. And we got to go to Christmas parties and they also gave me gifts. I love companies that give you gifts. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Gifts are just, I don't know. It could even be like the smallest thing that you would buy yourself, but just the fact that someone's like, who doesn't like free stuff, but also like someone's thinking of you. It's like goodwill, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's appreciative, right? So yeah, dope. I like talking about our first jobs. I have to say, there's one job I didn't mention that was in there. It, it was a real job, but it wasn't, which was uh, the when I worked at the sandwich place with Sherry. And I just like that. So Sherry was like my best friend and and stayed my best friend for years and years until she passed in 2015 and um yeah yeah she's like more like a sister well stacy's my best friend that's a whole <laughs> girls and their best friends stacy's my best friend but sherry is also my best friend and um and Rolla's a best friend but they're all just like different best friends like, but Rolla's more like, um, sister. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Speaking of first jobs I didn't mention, I was also a videographer for a little bit, so <laughs> that was a thing. But that who was, was before your best Chuck friend? E. 
And sometimes I had a best friend called Jake. He's not my best friend now. But no, Matt's your best friend now. It's really insensitive that whole best friend thing, right? I don't think so. No? Well, not in my perspective. I know who my best friend is. I know who my second best friend is. Well, so. I mean, Stacy's my best friend. But like Sherry was like my sister. Mm-hmm. And Roll is also my sister. Mm-hmm. And Stacy's my best friend. Right. So I guess that's the best way to describe it then. Okay. Because Rola and Sherry have known since um, kindergarten, or like not maybe grade one, like something like that, young, super young. So anyway, Sherry's dad and mom were managers or owners, I don't know, of this this food sandwiching company, like a sandwich company. Yeah, so my job was to make toast all day. I liked it. I got paid, like I was 11 years old getting like, Something crazy like, I don't know, he gave us 14 bucks an hour mm-hmm. and we made toast. And then half the time I just ate grapes in the <laughs> outside with Sherry and hung out. Yeah, so it was good. And once in a while, actually I really just made toast. I tried packaging, but I messed it up. So then they just let me make toast. That was it. That was my other job. Okay, that's good. I liked it. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Because you got a lot of money, like a ton of money. And you didn't do shit. Like, at all. You made toast. I made toast. She didn't make toast. She's like, dude, you're not actually supposed to work. And I'm like, no, I think I am. I think I have to work. I'm still like that. I'd prefer to earn my earn my keep a little. You know what I mean? Of course. Be of use. Yeah. Yeah. Though, I don't know why that was in there in the fortune topics, but I love that topic. First job. That's a fun topic. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. It's a decent topic for sure. What if we talk about first video, uh, if we talk about first businesses, that's when your videographer comes up. Because really, that was like more like your business. Yeah, exactly. Right? My first business was selling donuts. It was so bad. It was crazy. We would go and buy like a whole pack of day-old donuts for like two bucks. And then we would sell each donut for 50 cents. And there was 12 donuts in the package so we made six dollars so that's a pretty good profit what is that like 300 percent profit yeah and by today's margins if they were a little higher like if it wasn't two dollars and six dollars but like you know that's an epic that's a pretty good profit i feel like that was a really 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 i don't know i feel like we could and then i feel like we were the first people to sell water because what we would do is okay well kind of what we would do is we'd have like what like styrofoam cups and a pitcher of water and then we would say if they buy the donut they can get the water too um or they have to pay for the water separate if they're not buying a donut you were alive before the conception of bottled water what no i i don't know i i yeah i think so that's not funny <laughs> I don't like the way this conversation is going any longer. <laughs> I know nobody ever sold me water, and I know that I was able to. We had a, a table set up outside the hood because we knew, like, if you were in the hood, no one's going to buy this. But we just set it up outside the hood when people passed by. They thought we were cute. Nine times out of ten, they'd give us the two dollars for the donuts, and then they they wouldn't take the donut, and. Sometimes we would make 20 bucks in a day and still have a half a bag of donuts. 
Okay, when was bottled water invented? 1850. Yeah. So you've been alive a little 18... longer than I thought. <laughs> was it really bottled water like that they sold was invented in 1850? Uh-huh. So how did my grandma keep this a secret from me? Because I had never seen it till I grew up. Until I moved out of my house, I didn't know there was bottled water. What the heck? That has to be like the slickest move on my grandma's. She probably knew I'd ask her to buy it. She probably like, I'm not going to buy water that it's in the tap. Oh, maybe that's why I thought it was new. Because she would always say, why on earth would I buy that when we have good water at home in the tap? Okay. She'd always say that. Mm-hmm. So I did not invent, fine, I didn't invent it. But I still was a hustler. <laughs> I still made my money. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. All right. And Christmas caroling. That's not really a job, but you do make money. Mm-hmm. Is it just in the hood? Like, I see Christmas caroling on TV and I don't see anybody getting money for it. But we always went caroling to make some money. I went caroling once and it was trash. We didn't get anything. And uh, Or did we? I don't... Hmm. Like, are they supposed... That's what I'm trying to say, though. Like, are they supposed to give us money? Like, we got money... But I never, like, you know on TV, like they go nice. caroling. It's a bunch of children, I feel like. It was adults, what are you doing? Oh, maybe but, that's like, why they would call on me, because it was probably, like, some kids and a lot of adults, <laughs> and maybe it's, like, because we're there, we're getting the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. No, it wasn't, like, adults. They were, like, young teenagers, and then, like, yeah, some kids, some of us. Right. But, but we, that was a hustle. That was a hustle. Holidays? Get your singing voice on, man. Go get some money. Wow. All right, so we clearly hustlers up in this. Um, good, The good kind. All legit. <laughs> <laughs> All legit. Yes. Hmm. Um, that's it, man. Yeah, that's it. Um... So, like... Uh... <laughs> Why are you so awkward about it? That, that's all for today of this episode of Three Shots and a Mango Beer podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed talking. Yeah. Join us next week on Three Shots and a Mango Beer. Make sure you like, subscribe to our podcast, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Platinum Rouge. We are Platinum Rouge Production. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Talk to you next episode. Have a great week. Yeah.